which is found in your pew Bibles on page 1902, 1902, 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 12. Hear the word of God. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Before we begin today, I want to say a prayer for us. So would you pray with me? Father, as we come before you, I ask you, Lord, as called by your name to serve your people in the capacity you've given, I call on the authority you've given me to ask that all, I decree that all that is not of you will not be in this place, neither in this sanctuary, among these people, nor near anyone who is watching on Facebook. Let this place be a safe place, a sanctuary of peace that your word may be spoken and heard and understood without any outside influence from anything evil. I declare this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, the last couple weeks we've been asking, who is God? Who is God to you? Who is God to you? And we have discussed that for some, you might say, he's the man upstairs. For others, you might say, God is love. God is holy. I want to continue that, but today, for the next couple of weeks, we're going to wrap this up. Today, we want to talk about God the Father. Next week, we'll talk about God the Son, and then God the Holy Spirit, and then we'll tie them all together. Because when I say God, I bet that everybody thinks something different. Now, I mean, there may be some people that think exactly the same, but... I'm sure there are people, when I say God, immediately you think of Jesus, right? If I say God, you immediately think of some great being, the Father or the Creator, or you think of all kinds of things. You might even think of the Holy Spirit, and you'd be right. You'd be 100% correct, because God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but this is something that confused me for so many years. I kept asking God, tell me, how are you three, but yet still one? You know what he told me? It's simple. Who am I? Phil? Well, to this lady right here, I'm a husband. To three people in their 20s in various parts of the state of Ohio, I'm a father. To all of you, I'm a pastor. To a bunch of people that I work with, I'm a co-worker. 
And to many, I'm a friend. To some, I'm an uncle. To some, I'm a cousin. And to a lady in Ashtabula, Ohio, I'm a son. I'm a father. I'm a son. I'm a friend. But I'm just one. I'm one person. I am not a father and a son and a friend all together. Oh, can you imagine three of me? I couldn't handle myself if there was three of me. <laughs> Tanya's shaking her head. <laughs> She's like, I don't want you part of that. One's enough. But God is not three separate individual entities. He makes it very clear in the word that he is one. Jesus said, I and the Father are one. And then Jesus says in John chapter 16, yes, John chapter 16, he says to God the Father, he says, Glorify the Son that I may glorify you. And then he also says in John chapter 17, or 14, I'm sorry. He says that I do all the Father has commanded me. And then he also says in John chapter 17 that the Holy Spirit will glorify the Son who also is glorifying the Father. That can be confusing. We're thinking, it sounds like he's talking about three different entities, right? But what is happening is the various aspects of God, who he needs to be for who he is dealing with at the time he is dealing with that person. He is a father, he is a son, and he is the Holy Spirit. And we should be very thankful that he's all those things because we need him to be all those things. Just like there's three kids in this world that need me to be their father, and there's a woman in this world who needs me to be her husband, and another woman who needs me to be her son, I can be all those things, but yet still just one person. So it is so great that God is all those things. Because with the Holy Spirit, we can be pointed towards the Son, who, as I was telling Christopher up here, cleanses us from our sins, who presents us to the Father, who we dwell with forever. We need all of him. But let's just talk today about the Father. But just like God is Father, Son, and Spirit, we are body, soul, and spirit. But all we see is the body, right? All we see is the body. But the three parts of us are very similar to the three parts of God. He did it that way on purpose. The body is like Jesus. People saw Jesus walking. With their eyes, they saw Jesus walking on earth. Bodies saw body, the body. The spirit was pretty easy. Holy Spirit, we have a spirit within us. That's pretty simple. When we are saved, when we believe in Jesus as our Savior, the Holy Spirit comes and inhibits our spirit. He inhibits our spirit. And our spirit is what keeps us alive. When the spirit dies, the body dies, and the soul moves on to heaven. The soul is like God the Father. Well, where is the soul? Some people say it's in the brain, some say it's in the heart, some say it's in the belly. Who knows? God knows. 
but we have a soul. And that's the essence of who we are. That is our personality, our emotions. That's who we are. So when we think about God the Father, that's who God is. Oh yes, he's, he's the Son as well, and he's the Spirit. But when we think about the essence of who he is, the one who said, let there be light, we think of God the Father. Not that he's greater, not that he's less. You see, that's what human minds want to do. Well, who's better? Who's greater? You know why we do that? Because we do that to ourselves. We say, oh, well, my boss is better than me because he, he, he's higher up than me and, or she's higher up than me, makes more money than me. Why do we do that to ourselves? Why do we have to have something greater? But God the Father is the essence of who God is. He is all power, sovereignty. You know what sovereignty means? There's no one above him. No one rules over him. If a country is sovereign, no one rules over that country. The United States is a sovereign nation. Ukraine is a sovereign nation. No one rules over them. They rule themselves. God is sovereign. No one rules God. He rules above all. He is sovereign over all creation. He's all providence. Providence means he provides. Everything that we have comes from God. You know, I heard something this week, never heard this before, but it was brilliant. Nowhere in the world is new water created, new air created, new earth isn't created, new ground isn't created. Everything was created at creation for us, and we use it. Now, sure, there's the Things can be recycled, you know, water goes into the ground, it rises, it evaporates into the air, it goes into the clouds, rains down. We know how that works. They teach us that in science in elementary school. But it's not new. God created everything when he created it, God the Father, and it was good. And it's not new. So, because it's not new, we've been using it in all of our lives. We've been using everything that he created. When you take a drink of water, that came from God. The plastic that's holding the bottle or the plastic cup or the styrofoam. Sure, some human being made it, but guess where it came from? Nothing new is created under the sun. It came from God, God the Father. And James tells us about this. In the book of James, I want to read it to you. And if you're familiar with um, Chris Tomlin, the, a Christian singer, he sings a song about this. James 1.17. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. Every good thing comes from above. God. Everything. So who is God? Besides just the creator? He's the supplier. He's the provider. He is the sustainer of life. He is the giver of life. He is everything comes from him. Everything. Now, if you 
look up into the sky at night, you see a bunch of stars. And but for most of us, we just see little dots in the sky and we think, hey, that's pretty neat, you know, it's pretty, and you can find the constellations, the Big Dipper, and, and so on, Orion's Belt. But if you really take time to think about how big those things are, let's not even go to the stars. Let's just stay in our own solar system. I saw Saturn through a telescope one time. Most amazing thing, clear as could be, I could see Saturn. It's about this big, not that big. No, it's not that big. It's beyond words how big it is. Because it's so far away, it was that big and through a telescope. But when we compare Earth to the size of, say, Saturn, we're just, we're that big, okay? And yet, look how big the Earth is. If you travel across the state of Ohio, it's gonna take you three hours, three and a half hours. She's done it quite a bit, that's why I asked her. Three and a half hours just to travel across the state of Ohio, which is very insignificant compared to the world. So our world is rather large, but God made something that's even bigger. And you know what? It's small compared to Jupiter or compared to other planets. I can't think of the names of them right now. There are some planets that are bigger than our sun. Planets that are bigger than our sun. Stars that are, who knows how many times bigger than our sun? RJ probably knows. <laughs> I don't know. But what I'm getting at is, God created all these things. Now, sure, there are many people in this world who believe that it just happened. Okay, fine. Yeah, it just happened that proteins come together to form cells that allow respiration to take place, that allow blood flow to take place, that even allow blood to be created. That just happened? No. When we look at who God is as the creator, as the father, as the essence, as the soul, it is mind-boggling. And yet, he looked at each and every one of us and said, I love that person. I love that person. Yes, even you, the one who's sitting there saying, not me. Yes, God loves you too. Well, you don't know, yeah, I know, we've, we've been through this. I don't know what you did. And it doesn't matter. You don't know what I'm thinking right now. I know what you're not thinking. You're not thinking that God loves you, but he does. And when we can grasp that and we can understand that and we take hold of that and we believe it and we, law, we just hold on to it and say, okay, God is love. God loves me. All good things come from him. When we do that, talk about a big bang. That's where our life really begins. And for many of us, that's, it's already happened. We, we're, we're beyond that. We know God loves us and we're moving on. But take a moment and go back to that time right now and just think, me, I'm one person, all of you, you're one person, but you, some of you are fathers, some of you are mothers, some of you are sons, some of you are daughters. You're all, all of you are at least a son or a daughter. I know that. You can't deny that one. Some of you are scientists, some of you are accountants, some of you are various different things. But to God, 
You are loved. The Father loves you as, a, as one of his children. He loves you as one of his children. Now, I know there are many people in this world who just can't grasp that concept of a loving father because their, their earthly father may not have been there for them. Or they may have struggled with their earthly father. And I'm sorry for that. I really am. But God is not your earthly father. He is not your earthly father. I'm sorry for it, but he is not your earthly father. He is far greater. And if you, your father was great, mine was. But God is much greater than my earthly father ever was. Much greater. And he does love you. And when we get that down, then we can start building. The Father's love is pure. There's no need to filter it, like this filtering out all the P words. There's no need for that because it's pure. It's not dirty, it's pure, it's essential, it's foundational. God's, the Father's love for us. And I want us all, whether we believe it or not, in here, to just take one minute, not even a minute, we'll take five seconds. I'll count down. We'll take five seconds. Just think, and just say, God, do you love me? Say, God, I know you love me. However you want to speak to God, just take five seconds right now and let God tell you how much he loves you. You ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Did you do it? Did you do it? It's incredible, isn't it? It's incredible how much he loves us. Five seconds. Just imagine if you take 15. How, if it takes maybe 15, 20 seconds to walk to your car. In that entire time, think about how much God loves you. Or let him show you how much he loves you. I guarantee you it's going to change your day. I guarantee you you're going to start a new life if you are questioning how much God loves you. I guarantee you that if you already know God loves you and you still do that, you're going to have a better day today. You're going to have a better day tomorrow. Because anytime we take time to reflect on the essence of who God is and the love that he has for us, it changes us for the good. For the good. Because all good things come from the Father of lights. For every good thing and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. My point today is everything points back to him. Everything points back to him. Jesus pointed to him. The Holy Spirit points us to Jesus, who points to the Father. And if you think about it, a friend comes to you and says, hi, friend. You say, hey, I'm also a son or a daughter, but I have a father or a mother. Point, friend points to you, you point to your father or mother. We keep moving it up the line. It's that simple. It's really an easy concept to grasp if you put yourself into that position. 
that the Holy Spirit points to Jesus, Jesus points to the Father, and He is everything. All things point back to Him. So don't live one more moment of your life without trying to point everything back to Him. Point everything back to Him. So who is God to you? The Father? Yes. The Son? Yes. The Holy Spirit? Yes. The Creator? The Sustainer? The Giver of Life? Created Saturn, which is bigger than this? Created the stars? Created the air, the water, the dirt? Every single... I mean, think about that. I know, maybe it's just me, but that just blew my mind when someone said that to me. Nothing new has ever been created. Never thought of it that way. It was created once. There are many different things in our lives that can catch our breath like that. Take our breath away for a moment and make us really think about who God is. Whatever it is for you, maybe it's not taking five seconds to think about how much he loves you. Whatever it is, I invite you today to find that thing that just about God that takes your breath away and just let him take your breath away for a second. Just let him come in and just work in you like never before. And even if it's just for a couple of seconds, then you can go back to your life. Because the reason I say that, because I know how God works. If you give him those few seconds, he will turn that into many years. Oh yeah. Give him a couple seconds and let him show you what he can do. Try him out. Let him show you what he can do. But you have to give it first. God will not force anything upon you. Nothing. Nothing. John 3, 3, you must be born again. He's not going to force that on you. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. He won't force that on you. He won't. John 6, 4, 6, 44, no one comes to the Father but through me. Nope, not forced. It's your choice. If you allow Jesus to pull you out and hand you to the Father, that's your choice. But I'm telling you, and I promise you, 110% guarantee you, you just give him a couple seconds, he'll turn that into a couple years. Just think if you give him a whole day, whoa, that'll last a lifetime, won't it? Can't you give God one day for the rest of your life? He'll turn it into a lifetime. He's amazing. All right, I'm going to stop there. But next week we're going to talk about God the Son and all that he has done. But until then, I want you to think about this. I throw a lot at you today. But really, truly, try to give God just a few seconds not necessarily today. Promise you, because of that prayer that I prayed before we started, I promise you, every single one of you watching on Facebook or sitting here listening, you're going to think about God at least for a few seconds this week. You will. That's how he works. And he's going to turn that into a couple years. You give him more, he'll turn it into more. Okay? You do it every day, and man, you're just filling up your life with God. 
you're really on your way then. Try it. Trust me. It will work. He will give it to you. Because, as 1 John chapter 4 told us, God is love. And he wants you to know it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love. A four-letter word that means a lot of things to many people, but Father, to you, coming from you, we can't even begin to describe the magnitude of what your love brings. So thank you. Work it in us. Mold us, shape us. Encourage us to give you those few seconds or minutes or a day. And every time we do, Father, we, we fulfill your promise to work it in us and turn it into years and months and a lifetime because of your love. It's incredible, and we thank you for it. Thank you for your son. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you, Lord, for all you are. In Jesus' name we pray.